Welcome back to the Friday Crew. Chris Akonis, Jake Shamid coming at you. Before that last break, we were talking about Rutgers men's basketball, but we want to circle back to Rutgers wrestling. We've got Jordan Pagano, starter at 197, in studio with us on the crew. Jordan, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. So, so I want to start off with, you know, it's your first full season of wrestling since 2017. And you're projected to make it back to the NCAA tournament. So talk to me a little bit about what this season's been like for you and what's the ride back to being healthy and wrestling full-time been like for you? Uh, this season's been uh, great. You know, it's, it's everything I wanted and more. Um, you know, coming off two elbow surgeries. Uh, haven't wrestled really since 2017, like you said. Um, for me, this season was about, you know, having fun and staying healthy. Not really cutting any weight to make 197. And... Uh, I really just wanted to focus on, you know, getting better at wrestling and having fun. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to, you know, be back in the NCAA tournament and uh, hopefully, you know, finish on that podium. The highlight of the season for you, I guess, one of the highlights came in the last duel when you beat Patrick Brucky, number mm-hmm. three of Princeton. And it was a 10-9 to 9 decision, but you went into the regular season with top five victories. How does that really boost your confidence going into the postseason next few weeks? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's super exciting, and, uh, you know, you want those wins because that's, that's what builds confidence, and that helps your seeding at nationals, and, uh, you know, beating those guys, you know, it's really a testament to, you know, my training and my preparation. You know, I really believe that I prepare harder than anyone in the country, uh, that, I, that I work harder, and I'm more dedicated than anybody, and, you know, getting those wins, you know, it, it just proves to yourself, like, yeah, I am one of the better guys, like, you know, I compete with the best, and you know, I am the best, and, uh, you know, getting that win this late in the season, you know, I feel like I'm peaking, obviously, at the right time, and uh, I feel like I can beat anybody in the country. You're a six-year senior on a team that's been, you know, really known for having a rise of so many prominent freshmen and redshirt freshmen in the lineup, so I guess, what is the biggest challenge in taking on that leadership role at this stage of your career? Um... I think at this stage of my career, taking on that leadership role for those young guys, at first it was hard because, you know, I don't really have any uh, crazy accolades aside from being a national qualifier in 2017. Uh, but our team only had four return or three returning national qualifiers coming into this year. And, uh, you know, just just taking the role as like, hey, guys, I've been here before, you know, I've gone through this season, I've gone through practice, you know. I know sometimes our coaches can be fired up, but, you know, they love us and they care about us. And, you know, if you need anything, I'm here to talk and I'm kind of just talking to, to these guys like through the grind because high school wrestling is so different than college wrestling. I mean, for me, I I took fourth in states one time and, you know, now I'm, you know, one of the better guys in the country. So it's just a testament to uh, how different college wrestling is and Big Ten wrestling is uh, the toughest conference. And we just, you know, I just try to tell these guys like, hey, just take it day by day and uh, wrestling is a marathon. It's not a sprint. So just because you lose one match doesn't mean anything. You know, it doesn't deem what your season's going to be like because, like, you know, last week I beat the number three guy in the country. So anything can happen, and uh, you just got to be ready to roll at all times and ready to go. You're in your you're a graduate student now. Mm-hmm. You've had, you granted your uh, last year of eligibility last season, but really when you stepped onto the banks, um, really how has that mentality changed from when you were a freshman to now, especially when you've been rehabbing through that elbow, as you mentioned? 
Um, I think the difference now is that I'm I'm 23 years old and I'm not a you know 18, 19 year old kid. Uh, you know, I've grown up a lot, I've matured a lot, and uh, you know, I just try to uh, you know control all the controllables, and that's the things that we talk about at wrestling. Uh, the things that I can control, so my diet, my effort, my enthusiasm. Uh, you know, just you know going about everything that I can tr- can control the right way. So school, sleep, you know, anything that's in my control. Because uh, when you when you do that right, when you control the controllables and you're doing the right things day in and day out, you know, there's no reason why you should think that you shouldn't win. And uh, that's that belief, you know, in myself. And uh, yes, believing in my preparation now at this point in my career, it was harder to when I was younger to really, you know, do the right things and, uh, you know, figure out what the right things were and what's going to help me be the best wrestler. And I feel like at this stage of my career, you know, I kind of kind of know what I need to do. Yeah, and I want to talk about the injury, and you had to get those back-to-back medical red shirts, and now you had your first full off-season leading into this year back from injury and completely healthy. So what what was sort of the process of rehab like, and how did it affect your return to competing and wrestling at a high level? So I got this past surgery, this last one, I got it March of 2019, and I didn't start wrestling until the first week in September didn't start going live until the week before our first duel. But, um, you know, credit to uh, our physical therapist at Rutgers, Bobby. Um, he's he's the man, and he's he helped me heal so fast. And, uh, you know, he just, you know, he was telling me, like, listen, your elbow's going to be good. Your elbow's going to be good. Like, I'm going to get you healthy. And it, it was a lot of hard work. And, you know, there were days going into PT where it was tough, and I would leave there, like, thinking to myself, like, dang, that was, like, the hardest workout I've ever done. And, you know, my trainer, John Taggart, he's helped me a ton, you know, just making sure I feel good and whatever I need to do now and maintenance. And my coaches, you know, they let me take that summer off and they're like, hey, heal up. And even, you know, during the season now, it's if I need a day where, you know, maybe I'm not feeling great, you know, they'll let me take that day. And uh, they've just, you know, everyone involved has been super helpful for uh, that recovery process and making it easy and, uh, you know, my strength coach getting my arm strong and the rest of my body strong, getting my weight up so I could be big for 97 and compete with these guys. So, you know, all parties just, you know, made it so much easier to recover. What also went into that moving up from 174 to 197? You qualified at 174. You dabbled a little bit in 184, but really, what is that practice like of bulking up to your current weight class now? Um, You know, it's a, it's a lot of eating and training, you know, putting the right kind of stuff into your body. Um, and then, you know, with our strength coach, DeMarco, you know, making sure I'm lifting, you know, four days a week in the summer, eating clean and, uh, you know, uh, cutting weight is a part of this sport, but for me, the past couple of years, I've cut a lot of weight, really took the fun out of it. And, uh, you know, getting this six year back for me, it's, you know, it, it was a, bl- it's a blessing, you know, you're not supposed to have six years to compete in the sport that you love. And, uh, I just told myself, you know, the most important thing this year is that I have fun. And if I'm cutting weight, you know, I'm probably not having too much fun. And, you know, I just want to be able to wrestle and have fun and be healthy and, you know, do the sport I love. Like back when I was, you know, eight years old, I wanted it to feel like that. And it has this year. And it's that's probably why I'm having the success that I am. Yeah. So what, what sort of made you decide? Was it just getting sick of always having to cut and make weight? Like, was that sort of the decision? Because 174 to 197 is a pretty big jump. You don't see that too, too often 
in wrestling. So I, I guess my question is, what was the process of deciding to do that? And like, what has the adjustment been like? You know, I, it, the process for doing that was for me, I, I usually get up to around like, you know, 210 and uh, cutting that weight just really, but, you know, cutting 30 pounds, it's, it's not, it's not easy. And I, I'm a pretty lean guy. Um, I'm pretty tall. So I don't really get too out of shape. A lot of wrestlers like put on weight and they'll cut like 30 pounds, but they get a little fat in the summer and uh, that doesn't really happen for me. And I just knew that, you know, cutting weight, I think was the source of my injury, you know, being like dead at weight and then having to go out and compete and wrestle hard for seven minutes. You know, I just feel like my body was deteriorating and, you know, it was something that my surgeon said to me, like, you know, maybe just, you know, bulk up and stay there and let's build muscle around that elbow and, and get yourself strong and talks with my dad about it. And, uh, you know, I just felt like I could compete the best at 197. Like if I really wanted to get on that podium, that my best option would, to, would be to do it at 197. As one of the veterans on the team, you have like a commanding presence in the locker room. You didn't really have that, I guess, past two seasons because you were injured. But now that you can be around these younger guys, especially with this the freshman class that has really been wrestling like Nico Aguilar at 125, Alvarez at 133. How have you really, really said in the locker room to like talk to them about Big Tens? Because it is a big moment in their young careers. Just that, you know, at this tournament, you know, what, what happened in the regular season doesn't matter. Everybody at this point is 0-0. Zero zero. You know, it's a fresh start. Uh, and the Big Ten tournament, to me, is probably tougher than the national tournament. Uh, you know, these guys are hungry. In the Big Ten conference, is, it's extremely tough. You'll see guys next next weekend that come in seated 12th maybe, ended up making a run to the finals or take third. You know, they steal spots. It happens every year. You know, wrestling is wrestling, and anyone can be anyone on any given day. So just trying to tell them, like, you know, the guys who've had good regular seasons, like, hey, just because you're maybe wrestling a guy that you beat during the season, like, don't take it lightly. Like, we got to train hard and we got to be ready to compete. And those guys who maybe didn't have the great, the greatest regular season, like, hey, man, like, let's be that bad draw, you know? Like, no one, no one's going to want to wrestle you first round. Like, that's, that's the mentality we got to have, that we're the bad draw. No one wants to wrestle us. You know, this is our home. And uh, these guys are coming into Jersey. They're coming into the rack. And, you know, let's, let's show them what Jersey's about. Let's, let's, make it, let's make it hard on all these guys that we wrestle. Yeah, and, I, and to sort of build off of that, what was sort of the process like for you when you were a young wrestler, you know, going to NCAAs? And how do you see that sort of transition in your own career compared to what you're seeing now in the younger guys? Um, I think when I was, uh, when I qualified in 2017, guys who I talked to a lot at that point, you know, obviously Anthony Ashinal, you know, national champ. He's probably the greatest, you know, Rutgers wrestler of all time. And uh, talking to a guy like Kenny Theobald, who took seventh that year, um, and guys like Nick Gravina, who was just a four-time qualifier and just a dude who was tough as nails and always gave 100% effort. Um, you know, talking to those guys and really just having them pick my brain and, you know, they would tell me, like, hey, man, you're good enough to be here. Like, you, you know, you're here. There's a reason why you're here. You're good enough. And uh, just telling the guys, and now I replay, relay that to the guys on our team, the young guys, like, hey, we're good enough to be here, man. Like, you just got to believe. And that's one thing that they always stress to me that, you know, Kenny Theobald, Nick Ravina, National, you just got to believe in yourself. And, and you could do it. Like, wrestling is is that sport. It's you and someone else. You just got to believe that you're going to beat them. 
Kind of going back to your early stages of your collegiate career, you actually spent one year at Penn State before you came back here. You wrestled unattached an eight and eight record, but being in that program, a caliber program like Penn State, who's always always up there, number one and two in the Big Ten. What did that really? How did it really prepare you for Rutgers and made you make the jump back to Jersey, your home state? Um, I think for me, you know, that year at Penn State was a pretty experimental year. Um, that class that I came in with was the number one recruiting class, and uh, you know, me, I wasn't a, I wasn't a big name recruit at all. You know, like I said, I, I placed in the state tournament one time, never really placed in any national events. Um, and I had guys who were, you know, the number one kid in the country at multiple weights coming in with me. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of national champions there when I was there and I, I would get to wrestle with them here and there, but because I wasn't such a top name guy, you know, I, I didn't really get to wrestle with the best of the best. And that was the reason why I left. You know, I, I didn't go to Penn State because I wanted to sit on the bench and, you know, just get a ring for all the times they won nationals. You know, I wanted to compete. And I was aware that it might take, you know, five years to get into that lineup. And I was ready for it. But, um, you know, I still had differences with the coaches. And, you know, ultimately, I always wanted to go to Rutgers. Uh you know, my parents and my high school coaches really wanted me to go to Penn State and just take that, you know, take that jump, that leap of faith and see see how it works. And it didn't work out. I'm thankful for the experience. I'm thankful for the opportunities that the coaching staff gave me. Um, but, you know, Jersey's my home. I'm a Jersey boy. Uh, I've been training at, you know, Rutgers since I was in eighth grade. So this has always been my home. And uh, I, I've learned a lot here and I love it here. And I, I wouldn't trade my experience for the world. From the time that you joined the Rutgers program after that year at Penn State to now where you're in your final sixth year of eligibility, what what is sort of the growth of this program and being along for that ride been like for you personally? Um, it's been something special. I mean, when I first got here, um, I was the backup to Anthony Parati, who's a two-time All-American. And, uh, you know, he's someone I look up to because, you know, he's just a guy who he might not have been the best wrestler, but... He, he always, you know, gave it 100%, and he was just tough, and he was a, just a tough, you know, Jersey dude, and he he knew he was going to win. He didn't care who he was wrestling. He always thought he was going to win. And uh, just, you know, we've always just been a tough team. Like, yeah, we, we're not the flashiest wrestlers, and, you know, we might not be the quickest or the strongest, but we're going to wrestle you hard for seven minutes. And uh, I've seen that the past five years that I've been here, you know, we're just a bunch of tough, tough guys. And uh, it's, you know, a testament to our program and to New Jersey wrestling. You know, most of our team is our Jersey guys and Jersey wrestlers. And, you know, over the past five years, every year, we, you know, we're getting tougher and tougher. And maybe our talent level is going down, but the toughness level is going up. And, I mean, we grind, man. Our practices are tough. And, uh, you know, we fight each other. And uh, it, it's special, and I love it, and I embrace it, and our whole team embraces it, that, you know, that jersey toughness. We love it. Who's somebody in practice that you kind of wrestle off and prepare to, as you prepare for Big Tens, who's, like, kind of your, like, your partner, somebody you, like, kind of wrestle with or you're close with on the team? Um, it would be 84-pounder Billy Janzer. I mean, that's one of the toughest dudes that I've ever met. I mean, he's only a redshirt freshman. That, that kid's going to be really, really good. I mean, he already is really good. He's ranked in the country. Um, but he's a dude who, look like, he, he fights when we wrestle, you know. If I get a takedown, he's getting up, and he he wants to beat my head in. So, you know, I got to make sure I get another takedown so he can't. And uh, we scrap really, really hard. 
And I think that's why we're both having success this year because we both know that we're getting each other a lot better. And, uh, I mean, that kid's a hammer. And, you know, when you surround yourself with people that train hard and that, you know, are just animals, you know, you're going to become one yourself. And I think we both uh, have done a really good job at, you know, believing in ourselves and believing in our training. We know that we train hard and that uh, we push each other to our breaking points. And, uh, you know, that success that we're both seeing, it, you know, it's not a surprise. It's it's because we work harder than uh, probably any other deal in the country. Jordan, I want to thank you so much for coming on the WRSU crew. Really appreciate it. We'll be covering you all throughout Big Tens and NCAAs. So really appreciate you taking the time to come on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. It was a blast. All right, that was Jordan Pagano talking with myself, Chris Akonis, and Jake Schmid. On the other side of this break, we've got plenty more to talk about. Rutgers men's basketball, some pro sports. So stick around. This is the WRSU crew on 88.7 WRSU-FM, New Brunswick. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit me get up. First shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy up. Glad, moonwalking. And this here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway. 